News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty. Welcome to episode 92 of the Luke Messiah Show. Today, we are going to talk about Alan West, a Texas GOP chairman that Republican officials were not ready for. And the last week, the, the window it is given into just how detached Republican officials are from the Republican grassroots, from the precinct chairman on the ground, from the Republican volunteer who spends 10, 15, 20 hours a week volunteering to try to keep uh, Chip Roy in Congress or their state representative seat red. Um, the people that have been the boots on the ground for the Republican Party of Texas. So just to give you, some of you are not party um, activists. In fact, I would say majority of our listeners are not. So I'm going to give you a very quick idea of who Alan West is. He is the Texas GOP chairman. But just to give you an understanding of how that works, basically all of the Republican activists go to their precinct conventions after a primary um, at which they are then sent on to the county convention at their county convention. They pass platform planks. They basically help write the priority and policy agenda for the Republican Party of Texas. And then they also nominate some of them, the most active of the local people, to the Republican state convention. It's the second largest Republican convention in the nation, uh, smaller than the Republican National Convention, but bigger than all the other states' conventions. And we set a platform in place. At that time, we also elect a chairman and vice chairman. And that chairman is elected to be a voice of the Republican delegates, to represent the Republican delegates in the advancing of the Republican Party. Some people see that as your job is to just raise as much money and elect as many Republicans as possible. Others in the grassroots are severely underwhelmed by the policy results that the Republican party has produced over the last several decades in Texas. And so they want a chairman who will go to the Republican officials and say, Hey, we have a laundry list of things that we have said we would do for decades that we haven't done. So let's do some of them, right? Many of us voted Republican this last election cycle. And some of you voted Republican out of fear. You believed that if Democrats won the state, they would redistrict, they would advance their own priorities. You believed that if Democrats won the U.S. Senate, they would actually incorporate uh, Puerto Rico as a state, and then they would give them U.S. senators as well as Washington, D.C., and they would forever change the fabric of society. They would expand the Supreme Court. They would pack it. Why? They would ban fracking because these things are aligned with their ideas and principles. Well, Republicans have our own ideas and principles, but we're not nearly as effective at actually implementing them. So Alan West ran for Republican Party chairman against a sitting incumbent, James Dickey. And we had an episode on our show where we talked about why I was voting for Alan West and other people were voting for Alan West. And he unseated that incumbent because he said things need to change in the Lone Star State. I People seem unaware that our state is to the left of Vermont when it comes to our gun laws, or we're to the left of France when it comes to our abortion laws, or the fact that we regulate through licensing significantly more than a lot of other Republican states. Um, 
we're to the left of Hungary when it comes to our acknowledgement of man and woman as genders and, and actually battling the sexual revolution. So forgive me if as a conservative in Texas, I'm not actually thinking that we have just done everything we could possibly do in this state that's been under Republican control for decades. So in comes Alan West as the chairman, and he upset the apple cart. Because we talked about this last week, but Dade Phelan was recently elected speaker. He's, he hasn't been elected. He was recently du- dubbed the speaker. Uh, anointed would actually probably be the best way of saying it. Uh, the the politicians all got together in a secret closed-door meeting, and most of them supported him. And then they used that leverage to convince Democrats that he was going to be okay for them. And then after they got Democrats, they went to the rest of the Republican caucus and got them to, for the most part, say they were okay with them. And there's been a handful of conservative holdouts to date, but for the most part, he's gotten pretty much everybody lined up behind him. And he did so with Democrat lawmakers cutting deals in back rooms. We don't know what deals were cut. And uh, this tends to send a message to the Republicans that even though we just worked hard and thwarted massive amounts of money that Democrats poured in, we're still going to have a very purpley session like it was last session. So Alan West comes in as the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas and does something that Republican officials are not used to dealing with. He actually tells all of the Republicans on the Republican Party of Texas email list, hey, our Republican officials are cutting deals with Democrats that mean that we are significantly less likely to pass Republican priorities. We have a list of Republican priority agenda items that were not touched last session that need to be implemented this session, and we've given Republicans control, and now they're cutting deals with Democrats, which tends to tell us we have no idea whether they intend to pass these priorities, but we're not excited about the message they're sending. We're not excited about the liberal Democrats that they're teaming up with. There are individual Democrats that are to the left of Kamala Harris that are proudfully supporting the speakership of Dade Phelan. Why? Well, uh, we are told by now a bunch of Dade Phelan's Republican supporters that there's nothing to worry about. He's fine. You don't understand. This guy's really good. It's just the fact that all these liberal Democrats also like him, I guess, because, you know, he's a very honest person or something to that effect. But keep in mind that this person was one of the top lieutenants of Dennis Bonin, the uh, Republican state representative best known for a basically ruling a corrupt and deceit regime that tried to not only lie to a bunch of Texans, but also all of his own colleagues. And when he got caught, eventually he was forced to say he wouldn't run for re-election. And now one of his top lieutenants is replacing him as Speaker of the Texas House. Alan West came out and wrote an email and made his position very clear that Dade Phelan cutting deals with Democrats um, was not in alignment with the Republican Party values. And this is what a chairman is supposed to do. Let me explain kind of how the system has worked in the past. In the past, what's happened is that Republic, the Republican officials have gone to the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, be that person, Steve Ministeri or Tom Meckler or James Dickey, and they've said, here's the deal. There's a lot of good stuff you can do, and we will let you meet with us. We will let you give us advice. We will let you advocate for the grassroots. But there's kind of an unwritten rule here. You can't talk bad about us ever. Okay, if we do a bad job, you can't say you think we do a bad job. If we're not addressing certain priorities, you need to instead focus on the priorities we are addressing. Okay, if we're bad seven out of eight times, you need to take that one eight that we are good and do nothing but publicly talk about that. If you do think that we're doing the wrong thing, privately criticize us. This is a rule that the Austin Swamp kind of operates in, by the way. 
public praise, private criticism. It is a rule that if you are elected official, if you are staff, if you are a chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, you have to understand this rule. You can publicly praise us and you can privately criticize us. And if you do that, we will let you have the sense that you are more influential within the system. If you publicly criticize and publicly praise, you're in trouble. Okay, we are not okay with that. If you privately criticize and privately praise and then publicly do nothing, we're kind of okay with that too. But you are not allowed to publicly criticize us ever. And Alan West came out and said, deals are getting cut with Democrats. It's putting the Republican priorities at risk. This is a major problem. So uh, Dennis Bonin came out, by the way, and called himself a top Republican official. He wrote a story on his website, DennisBonin.com, and the headline is Top Republican Officials praise or support Dade Phelan, you know, basically regardless of what the GOP chairman says or, you know, yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'm not going to pull it up, but anyways, it was really funny because Dennis Bonin one called himself a Texas top GOP official, which is weird. Cause like you were one of the top officials who was forced to step down cause you lied to all of your Republican colleagues. But I guess he, in, in his mind, he has still maintained his legacy of being a top GOP official. Um, and uh, there were numerous state representatives. I mean, there were some that have conservative records, some that are in the middle, some on the left, all very upset at Alan West publicly saying this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, several people called him petulant. One person said, man, I really wish James Dickey was here. Um, and it was hilarious because it's a bunch of state reps that tried to keep James Dickey in the seat. James Dickey did some good things, but he also was very complimentary to the legislature regardless of their performance. He basically, he followed the rules they have set, which is privately criticize us, publicly praise us, and that helps them consolidate their power, by the way. This is just the way politics works. And so Alan West comes out and says, hey, there's a problem and this is putting the Republican priorities at risk. Here's what's really funny. And I think it really gets to the heart of why Republican officials were not ready to deal with Alan West. Not a single one of them that came out and praised Dade Phelan or said they're still supporting him or endorsed him addressed the concerns that Alan West voiced, which is the fact that Republican priorities don't seem to be priorities. That's what they are. In the platform, it says these are the top priorities of the Republican Party of Texas. And you know who hasn't called them priorities? The Republican elected officials who are in charge of governing in Texas. You want to know why? Because they might not be their priorities. Nobody has questioned whether or not Dade Phelan actually threatens those priorities because he does. And because anybody who comes into power with a bunch of Democrats now has to give them positions of influence, some of them will be chairman over committees that probably oversee Republican priorities, which means those priorities will be dead on arrival immediately. Not a single one of them came out and said, this is why none of that will happen. They all just said, Alan West is not being helpful. A uh, couple people said something to the, uh, several lawmakers came out and said, basically, uh, if Alan West really wants to be part of the solution, he should be working with us to pass these priorities, which we all want to pass. Interesting. Okay. So you're, you're not saying, Hey, Alan, you're wrong of the eight priorities that the Republican party of Texas has. There's no way we don't get out without half of them, right? Republicans have control of the entire legislature. We could pass all eight and we wouldn't need one single Democrat vote to do it. 
Some people will say, well, the Senate, you might need a Democrat vote. And I'm telling you, that's not even going to happen. They're going to change the rules and they're not going to need to have a Democrat vote in the Senate. But at the end of the day, Republicans are in control of Texas and voters have given them control to do a job. Alan West basically came out and said, hey, the message that I'm getting is that we're not really intending to do our job this session. Republican planks are not high on our priority list. We're going to try to do as little as possible and go home and then tell everybody we're doing everything that we should be doing. The criticism that he has received is basically, you're not playing the game we want you to play. Alan West, we have rules. And if you just come out and publicly criticize us, then you're not part of the solution. What do you need to do to be part of the solution? Meet with us privately and urge us privately to do these things privately. And then that will increase the likelihood that they happen. By the way, they haven't been happening for a decade. Republicans have been in control. But evidently, this is still the way they're convinced that it happens. I remember a number of people who, uh, some of y'all might have seen, but Jonathan Sines, who's uh, in charge of Texas Values, came out and said Dade Phelan is one of the biggest advocates for the LGBT community. Um, And he is a, I I call him the tip of the spear for the sexual revolution in the Texas House, because he is. He basically, uh, in the Republican caucus, has been the loudest and proudest sexual revolutionary. And Texas Values said, wow, as a social values organization, Dade Phelan would be horrendous as Speaker of the Texas House, which is a true statement, by the way. A number of people that I know privately said to the effect, this is what they said, yeah, I really wish Jonathan had reached out to Dade privately and talked to him about this. That's interesting. He's a public official, elected publicly publicly accountable, publicly responsible. But if you really want to know why he's been a sexual revolutionary and maybe what it would take to get him to not push those issues, you should privately meet with him and privately tell him that privately you think that he might be wrong. And then he can privately tell you why he thinks he might be right or why some of the things you think he thinks aren't things he thinks. This is how the game is played. These are the rules that they operate and live by. And Texas Values didn't live by those rules. And Alan West didn't live by those rules. And quite a few politicians are really ticked because the message that they're getting is that maybe the entire Republican Party is not going to play by their rules during this session. And here's the cool thing. The Republican legislature has to either perform and pass conservative policies or not. And they're not going to be able to blame Alan West at the end of the session if they have failed to deliver on Republican priorities. It's eventually going to be the fault of, I don't know, the people in the legislature. So, Alan West is a chairman that is doing what a chairman should do. He is actually accurately advocating vocally and publicly on behalf of the Republican Party platform and the Republican delegates who elected him, who took out a sitting chairman and said, we want a better chairman who will do these things. He's doing those things. And now the Republican state representatives, many of which helped James Dickey and tried to campaign for James Dickey, are now trying to come to Alan West to tell him how to do his job. Hey, I know we opposed you the whole way, but now that you beat us, can you please do the things that James Dickey was doing? No, he's a different chairman. It's interesting. uh, I'll have clients that get elected to public office and will then meet with people who opposed them. 
right? And they'll sit down with people who gave financially, who helped, who tried to make sure that they were not in the office they're in, and they are a conservative outsider now elected. And they will immediately say, hey, I really think you would do much better to act like these other people, basically to act like the person that you beat. So now that you've won, if you act and govern and behave like the person that you defeated, then we will all be happy with you. Yeah, that makes sense because you worked really hard to make sure that this conservative independent voice wasn't in the legislature. Now that they are, you're going to encourage them and incentivize them in every way possible to not be that which they promised to be when they ran. Anyways, I'm getting off into all sorts of tangents, but the most important thing for you to know is that Alan West has done a phenomenal job as the Republican Party chairman. And if he continues this, he'll probably be one of the most impactful party chairmans in the in G- Texas GOP history. And um, if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican activist, if you're a delegate who's been fighting in the trenches for decades to try to ensure that Texas could stay red, that we could maybe, maybe lo- move to the right of France when it comes to abortion or move to the right of Vermont when it comes to our gun laws, Maybe uh, you should not only side with Alan West, but see him as an essential part of advancing a policy agenda. Because guess what? We haven't been producing conservative results for the last several sessions. Everyone knew last session was a purple session. This session I don't think will be. And it's not going to be because Republicans don't have a choice. They have to deliver. It's going to be a fun 2021. I hope you all are gearing up for it and excited about it. I appreciate your willingness to continue to follow the show. By the way, Facebook is really reducing the reach of this show as a result of all their banning on advertising and stuff during uh, the election. They basically started banning it a week before the election, and they're going to continue that through December to try to stop the spread of misinformation, as though Facebook is the arbiter of all accurate information. Um, so if you are enjoying this show and enjoying this, uh, commentary, please consider sharing it. Uh, if you haven't done so already, just because it helps spread our message. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. You can go to lukemacias.com if you want to get on our email list. So you get these shows when they come out. Uh, thank you for following along. God bless you and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.